When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Covino and Rich. Covino's brilliant. Said no one ever. Best of the week. Dude, you're the worst. Yeah, you're a smart guy. Yeah! Covino and Rich. Best of the week. Covino and Rich. Best of the week. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Covino and Rich. I heard all about it on the radio. Best of the week. I have to tell you a quick story. I'll make it quick, but it's sort of funny. Quick story. Because of the things I get myself into unknowingly and it sort of depicts the Mr. Magoo Charlie Brown life that I live sometimes I don't know how these things happen to me this isn't like a what was me story I have one of those so stick around for that by the way Carl Weathers was also Chubbs Peterson and Happy Gilmore come on yeah he was come on I may have a total misconception but I feel like other cultures and other people embrace Carl Weathers more than his own people do. I think he's legacy, nah, legendary. I don't know. I don't know. That's my own weird. Like, I don't see him put on the Mount Rushmore as often as I think he should be on it. Carl Weathers. Dude had a mustache. He was like the black Magnum PI or something. Love that guy. So anyway, and he was super cool when he was on our show. Jason Brown. Rashawn Neal, Rashawn Powers, Kevin K. Diddy, Black Ice, Black Adam. I could be wrong. You guys let me know. I don't know. I'm telling you that Carl Weathers, from my standpoint, is a G. I don't know how people really feel about him. So, Rich, speaking of the Italian stallion, right? Yeah. The Italian stallion. You know what else is Rocky too, by the way? There are two kinds of love that you ought to know. <laughs> there are two kinds of love. That's Rocky too. So speaking of Italian stallions, one day randomly, you know Abner Mares, the boxer? The boxer Abner Mares. He's yeah. a Mexican, former Mexican champion, right? We've interviewed him a few times, Rich. He's like a super cool... West Coast Vato, right? So are you. No, this guy has really cool hair. His so hair, you. no, his hair is always on point. Abner Maris is a cool dude, right? And he's always been cool with us. And since we've met him a few times, like he'll like some of my stuff on social media. And it's cool because it's like, yo, I, I rooted for this dude. That's cool. So every once in a while, he'll post something and I'll respond to it. And he'll like the comments. So we have that sort of relationship, right? We're not yeah. BFFs by any means. So Boxer Abner Maris, I don't even remember what it was. He made some post about somebody, right, or something. And I responded. I left a comment, and some dude started hitting me up based on that comment since. And it was an Italian guy. An Italian boxing fan. So, one of Abner Maraz's supporters 
He's a professional boxer. One of his fans, some Italian guy, hit me up and then started sort of harassing me a little bit, right? And this happened like months ago. Whatever. What do you mean harassing you, though? He's like, he started leaving voice messages in my inbox. What are you, you like a clown. What are, what are you, actor, Steve? What do you know about boxing? What are you, actor? What do you know? What do you know, Steve? Steve, tell me what you know. Tell me what you know about boxing. I want to know. I don't think you, actor, friend, you know anything. Right? Stuff like that. He just started to <laughs> troll me. Not, am, am I finding this, like, already funny? Like, the I, fact that Cavino... Yeah, has like an Italian enemy that trash talks. Yeah, so how do you how do you get yourself in these that's situations? That's what's really funny about this in <laughs> itself. But guess what? Who is this guy? This it's, this takes a weird turn, right? This is a true story, hundred percent. I got the proof. So then, the guy continues to harass me, but I could tell he just wants my response. What does my actor know about, like, Steve, you think, I, you think I'm stupid, Steve? You, you don't. What, what you actor, West Coast, what do you know? So I hit him back. Like, eventually, I'm like, fuck this guy. I'm like, yo, dude, I'm not an actor. Don't want to be an actor? Not an actor. I'm a radio TV host. And By I love way. boxing. Grew up love, loving boxing. Oh, you By love boxing, eh, yeah, Steve? Yeah. Just, just so I have this straight. I'm sorry. You're just leaving comments like, yo, Abnamaris, cool picture, champ. And he's yeah. like, well, who are you? Yes. That's really it? That's it. He came at me out of, out of nowhere. But he found me. Like, he responded. And I knew he came from Abner's page. He responded like, what do you know? And then started leaving, like, messages in my inbox. So he's, he's diving into my DMs with, with troll talk. But he's trying <laughs> to have conversation. Like, this guy's drunk or bored, right? But he's yeah. in Italy. The guy's in Italy. He's 100% Italian, right? Steve, well, what's your background, Steve? Steve, was, he wants to know all about me. Like, tell, he wanted me to prove to him that I know. I'm like, listen, man, I've watched boxing my whole life. I've interviewed Abner. I've interviewed all these dudes. So, you know, I, I know a little something about it. I'm a fan. I'm not an expert. I'm a fan, but I'm not an actor. All right, you cool? Steve, uh, I, I, like, I, I like it. I, I came at him. I came at him back, right? And I want his respect. Then this guy, like weeks and weeks later, just hits me up all the time. Like when he's this drunk, is insane. I think. Yeah, this is, this is funny. So I'm going to try to fast forward because this guy, his name is, give me like, give me a full Italian. Sergio. Sergio. It's, it's Steve. Umberto. It's Steve. It's Sergio. Because I don't want you guys to look up like my correspondence. Yeah. It's Sergio. Sergio. Yeah. Let me tell you the problem, Steve. What they, uh, what's your opinion on uh, Canelo? Right? And I'll tell him, fucking Canelo's great. Right? Ah, uh, let me take. Here's the difference between the Italian fighters and the, uh, the Canelo, right? Now our friendship's taking a whole different turn. I'll play. I think I got him in order, Rich. I'm going to do my best. Here is a soundbite. Can we play a soundbite from this guy? Spot? You hear what he said. It, well, man, it can't start it from the beginning. Can I start it from the beginning? I don't know. It's your phone. All right. Doesn't matter how many hundreds of millions of dollars he has in the bank. He's, he's so humble, Oscar De La Hoya. He still want to fight. You, Italian with hundreds of millions of dollars. He going to fuck every pussy in Los Angeles. Every, every pussy. He going to forget about boxing tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he hits me up with this stuff. Look, he's talking about 
the then difference. you go to sleep another time and then you're going to the gym in San Diego another time that's what you have to do every day every day and of course you have to have the skills you have to have the talent yeah uh, you hear what the journalist said Larry Mercant 2002 when Oscar De La Hoya beat uh, so what he's saying here is right is these Mexican are you translating fighters, yeah these Mexican fighters are great the problem with the Italian fighters is they get the money and they're all about the pussy, right? So okay, all the pussy okay. in LA. So I'm like, yo, you're right. You're, you're, you're right. He goes, let me tell you, there's a fighter named Guido Vianello. Guido Vianello. He will never be a champion, Steve. You know why? He's too handsome. He likes the pussy, right? So everything, <laughs> now our conversations are all about boxing, but now <laughs> pusseta, right? And he's telling me, like, that's the difference between the Latin fighters, that they eat, breathe, and sleep, and shit training but they're sleeping on on you know the good stuff the pussy now here's another message from this guy sergio italians i always talk about pussy and food pussy and food pussy and food uh, how, how can you make an, an oscar de la hoya in italy how can you make if you only on canelo alvarez on juan manuel marquez how ah. can you make Tell me you, how can you make? If you only think about food and pussy, you cannot make. Food, pussy, and money. Food, pussy, and money. It's only they have in the head in Italy. It's only that they have in the head. How can you make Juan Elmar Marquez, Oscar de la Hoya? How? How can you make? Tell me you. You're an intelligent person, Steve. Tell me you, Steve. Tell me you, 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 Steve. So I'm like... You're right, man. You're right. I mean, Italians, he's got a point. You know, ever since Arturo Gatti, where's the where's the where's food? the heart? I love food. So, uh, so we lack. I love we pussy. Lack and I love money. Right. As, as, a, as a 100, you said it to me. As a 100, actually don't. As a 100 Italian, I can fully uh, confirm that. Dude, food, pussy, money. Yo, so it's all yeah. we care about. Now, the, this is like, I'd say like two months now worth of conversations, and it's always about tell me you, Steve, Steve, hey, Steve. Tell me you, hey, Steve. Ah, uh, you have a you have a nice face. You're a smart man. Nice face. I like you, Steve. Tell me, tell me you, what you think of that fight? What you think of Leo Santo Cruz? You think he good? You think he'd be the next champion, Steve? Tell me what you think. Did you tell him you're only a quarter Italian? Yeah, he knows exactly. You, you, my friend. You know, I know, I know. He, he knows now. This guy, I'm like, look, he knows everything about me, right? Since we've been going at it, I'm like, dude, because I went at him, dude. When I went at him, I gained his respect. Now he wants my perspective. But here's where it gets odd, okay? Oh. This is why you don't play these games. I come into L.A., you have guest bedroom I stay in. I'm going to play you the last few messages I got. Ready? Okay. TJ Miller makes a good point. This is uh, the Italian Uncle Mac. Oh, it is. 100%. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Ready? Rest in peace, Uncle Mac. And yeah. by the way, he must love your perspective because you're Italian and Mexican. Yeah. So he's probably like, Steve, you see both sides. You, yeah. oh, you're did smart. You, you did you tell, him you're, did you, you tell him you're Irish too? Yeah. Do you love Ricky Hatton? No. Do you love uh, the Carl Frampton? No. Do you love the uh, Oscar De La Hoya? Yes. Do you love the uh, Vinnie Pazienza? Yeah. Uh-huh. I like you, Steve. I like you, Steve. You got the heart <laughs> of a Mexican, but the, the good looks of Italian. I love this guy. Thank you. I like your face, Steve. Where, oh, where in Italy does he live? Oh, he's, ta- I don't know. I forget. He's talked to me about it, though. I think he might even mention it here. Hold on. This is, mu- like, this is, I'm trying to go through like, bro, endless amounts of feedback here. It's not, it's not easy. I'm going through my Instagram, okay? By the way, if Kavino hasn't gotten back to you in the last couple months, he's been occupied. Me and Sergio going at it. 
I'm like, Sergio, you're crazy. But his main point is interesting. There will never be an Italian champion again. We love food and pussy too much. And money. And money. That's all the Italian thing. Food, pussy, money. Food, pussy, money. Steve, what you think? I'm right, right? Yeah, you're right, man. So he sees me watching the Italian Stallion last night because I posted it on my social media. Uh, Steve, uh, what's a good, what do you think of the movie? It's a good movie, right? I like uh, the Italian Stallion. What do you think of Steve? What do you think? Right? So, you know, now he's all amped that I'm watching because this guy loves boxing. He yeah. thinks I'm like the, the West Coast, an analyst of the ages or something. I don't know what he thinks. So here's his last request, and then this is the end of my story. Steve, can we take a coffee together if I come to Los Angeles one day? Can we do? Can you spend one hour with me? We can talk about little boxing, little about life, little about Italy, little about Europe, little about women, little by little, you know? It would be nice. Hold on. And of course, pussy. <laughs> we have to talk about pussy. I love pussy, Steve. I cannot live without pussy. So this is my new guy. My best friend that I never fucking asked for. I don't know how these things happen to me, dude. I swear to you. But I laugh at that shit, too. Jordan's like, what are you laughing at? I'm like, I, I, don't, I can't even tell you. You know? And it's so funny because, you know what? There's something really nice about it, too. There really is. You I don't think this guy in, wants in, to. Like, this is the equivalent. This is my pen pal. My current day say, pen This pal. is the equivalent of you having a pen pal yeah. 30 years ago. If he comes to L.A., you better damn meet can him you, for a cup of coffee you, to talk about can you just pussy play the, and boxing. Can you, play the, honest, can, you please think, play, can you please play the last one just one I, more time? I feel just the like, last one one yeah, more time. Yeah. I want you to start thinking about this encounter, though, because I feel like I might have a great time with this dude. And, of course, pussy. We have to talk about pussy. I love pussy, Steve. I cannot live without pussy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Dude, I had to play this. Like, you know, all the conversations have mostly been about boxing and pussy, right? Pussy. But now, like, the, the conversation pussy is really Steve. like, I like you, Steve. You have a nice face. I got to know where this guy's from. I got to know. Steve you're, Steve, you are a good man. I could tell. Steve, I see your spirit. You're a good man. You like the boxing? You got the good family? Let's, let's hang out. Let's talk. Let's have a nice call. He'll hit me up, right? He'll, I swear to God, this is how ongoing it's been. <clears throat> He'll hit me up. He'll be like, hey, Steve, hey, you forget. We're in different time zones, Steve. I'm going to have a coffee. You're going to bed right now. Well, they drink coffee like 30 times a day yeah. over there. Because like, I'll hit him back. They have their like, morning shot of espresso. Yeah. I'll hit him back. He'll be like, hey, Steve, what do you think of the, the fight? So I'll hit him back like the next day. Hey, Steve. I'm in Italy. I'm drinking my coffee. That was yesterday. Like, and then he gets mad at me if I don't respond. So this is the guy, me and Sergio, BFF, the end. But uh, I pose it with a question. Yeah, would you meet up with this yes. guy? Really? Yes. No, if really, though? Absolutely. I don't know. If you don't, <laughs> failed opportunity. for You have an international pal. What if all of a sudden... This guy becomes like your pal, and all of a sudden, every like every few years, you go to Italy and like stay at his villa. I I'm, guarantee you, he has like a villa or a yacht or both. I'm his American or friend. or a vineyard. I'm his American friend because I engaged with him, and ever since then, hey Steve, how you doing? How's the pussy? Good. Okay. So let me ask you about the. And he'll ask me about a fighter, and then he'll give me his opinion. And that shit's been going on for two months. So put it this way: every fight that's ha that's happened. In the past two months, oh. this guy hits me up immediately. Invite him over for a fight. If there's a big fight, what's the big fight know. coming up? I oh, 
Invite him over for the uh, the Holyfield Tyson uh, exhibition. He's going to come here with his gopaline and his scarf on, drinking his little uh, cappuccino. Steve, Steve. And Jordan's gonna be like, "Who's this guy?" Like, it's Steve. No, you very good choice. <laughs> you're gonna go that. You're gonna go like downstairs because you forgot something in your car. You're gonna come back upstairs. He's gonna be romancing Jordan. Yes. Like, hey, yeah, uh, Steve. Steve, uh, I told right. you, I, I love, I love it, the pussy. Food. I, I, I cannot live without the pussy. And, I, and you, you got the pussy. I'm like a magnet for this type of shit, man. He's like, hey, let me see. I'm looking for a friend who like the food, the money, and the pussy. I like this, this guy. Steve. He likes all three. <laughs> yeah. Me and him, soulmates. So anyway, this guy's been hitting me up, and now we're going to meet up, and now we're best friends. Me and Sergio from Italy. Swear to God. And that's I why I got a little boxing. International reminds, sport, and you get international friends as a result. It reminds me of uh, Dimitri the Stud. Remember that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was uh, my latest from Sergio. I'll keep you posted now that I've introduced him. To your world. But his claim is there will never be another Italian champion because these other fighters are way too hungry. These other cultures, way too hungry to fight their way out of their scenario. Where Italians, they're hungrier for other things. So fighting is not their priority anymore. You, you, also, you ever see the movie Spy with Melissa McCarthy? Yeah. He, he reminds me of the over-the-top Italian guy in that movie. So I got a, a new friend, an Italian friend that I introduced to the show. And his name, I guess, is Rich. Is calling him Sergio. It might as well. Uh, Rucker hit us up and said, "I want to hang out with Sergio. I love coffee and pussy too, <laughs> and money." Hey, Steve, I'm I can't live without any of those. Italy is beautiful. Right now, I'm drinking a little coffee, getting ready for you know for I'm work. Get some but... more coffee. Yeah, come get some more pussy. Hey, nobody else often talks about too, Steve. Steve, you must live life, Steve. Steve, you work too much, Steve. You must live the life, uh, enjoy the boxing, enjoy the bossy. But he goes on these rants. It's so true. I don't know if he's Americans, just being... Americans yeah, uh, live I, to work. I don't know if he's just being Italian or if he's like boozed up. No, that's how Italians are. Yeah. Italians enjoy the... Dude, you go... Food? You go international? I sit there listening. I'm like, he's right. You go international, you realize very quickly, and I'm no world traveler, but, you know, spot, you and I have both been to Spain, Italy. Kevin, I don't know where you've been. Have you been to any of those places? Just, I've been to England a bunch of times, but no, but nowhere else. If you else go to Spain, uh, France, Italy, there's a sense of, you know, is everyone fucking lazy? Mm -hmm. But the sense is not that. The sense is really that they don't live to work the way we do. You're like, yo, everyone's sipping a fucking cappuccino. It's in the middle of the day. At like two in the afternoon. And you're like, yeah, you know what? They're sort of living life better than they we are in that for respect. Like two months while everyone, the big city shut down while everyone goes south for the, for the summer. Yo, Rich bought me a breakfast wrap in your LA studio a couple years ago when I visited. This is from Kyle. The mm. least you could do, Kavito, is buy this guy a macchiato. It's funny, man. Yeah, it's, it's a weird, funny thing because he, he'll go on his rants like that and then lead it into either Just, women or... What do you think of Steve? Just, or boxing. And I'm like, this guy's a little weird, but he's also kind of cool. Just make sure he's not overselling the pussy angle for other oh, reasons. Oh, right. I know. <laughs> Maybe he really does like my face. But um, I like your face. Yeah. You know, he, he sends me all these things all the time. So, and he comments on all my shit. So, anyway, that's, that's the story there. So, hey, that's a nice story because my other stories are ass. And, maybe, you uh, could, uh, maybe you could do a boxing podcast with Sergio. I would. I should, right? Yeah. Sergio and the kid. Let's talk about pussy. I give you uh, we, you. Hey, we talk about well, boxing and pussy and food. Okay. Now, what do you think, Steve? <laughs> what do you think, Steve? Um, um, I think, you know what? I think you're right, Sergio. I
Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. We hope you enjoyed that highlight from our show. Now, if you want to catch our show live every day, video and audio, patreon.com slash Cavino and Rich. Join us on our new adventure. Patreon.com slash Cavino and Rich. Again, there's two tiers, one where you could just listen, one where you could listen and watch what we do, plus some extras behind the velvet rope. Either way, we hope you join and we hope you enjoy it. Appreciate you listening. We're Cavino and Rich. Tell your friends. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Our buddy EJ hit us up. And I'm not sure if he's being a boomer here or if he's being just straight up like real talk man to man. Well, listen to this. He goes, random observation while watching the final four games. Is it me? Or are athletes way more sensitive these days? Growing up, you only used to see tears of joy and victory. Now, you always see the losing team crying a lot on the sidelines like softies. I saw this, and I don't think there's any question at all that we see these young men more in touch with their sensitive side than ever before. I don't think there's any debate. And we've pointed that out before. I don't think and there's the question any is, question whatsoever that what he said was fact. But then the follow-up question, is there anything wrong with that? Uh, let me ask you this. Is there anything really right with that? They have Sh- shown their emotions. Should you be crying over a, a game like that? Crying in tears. I'm not saying I mean, you shouldn't, you, you put your, you I'm not put, saying you shouldn't you be sad a, about it. And, and every, you shouldn't. Every, every day you're in the gym practicing. You're on the field practicing. You're putting your blood, sweat, and tears with a bunch of other grown men to get after a, a prize, a, a championship, and know. if you fall just short... Does it look mainly to you? Look, we've been conditioned. It's, it's very hard for us to answer, or me to answer, because we've been conditioned to hold back our emotions, right? But even, even if you want to express your emotions, crying? Because I'll, I'll, I'll put it in perspective, right? No one ever said to me growing up, little boys don't cry when grandma dies. Hey, little boys, don't cry when your bunny dies. Hey, little boys, don't cry when... No one ever said to me, don't cry. Like, I don't even really cry if someone passes away, really. <laughs> you know, like, but I'm going to cry at a basketball game? So, to me, that's odd. That's you odd behavior. Competed, you never competed at that level. I don't think it has anything to do with that. Emotions come out in different ways for different people. That's true, too. The stress levels, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you're right. At that level, Rich, the stress level is immense. And I, that's why I'm always uh, enamored by and impressed by these kids and how they're able to handle and rise during these moments. Like Jalen Suggs hitting that shot under the brightest lights, under the most pressure possible. That's amazing to me, and I give them all the credit in the world. So, yeah, you got immense pressure that I've never felt before. So, you're right. You could get reactions that you would have never expected, right? Um, like like our last show. Let's. I can't be a hypocrite about it, right? I would have never thought that I would have been caught that emotional on our last Sirius XM show. You uh, you started, like, bawling after the show. I would have never <laughs> thought that would have happened, so you can't you, again, you put, but... Yeah. All right, that's 16 years of my livelihood, the end of an error chapter. Yeah, I guess you can compare it, but you see it more than ever before. Yeah, I don't you, think there's any debate. And um, you, some, can't, you can't always control your emotions. Yeah, so there was Sometimes no, it so, just happens. So I'll give you that. There was, like, no control of that. Um, and things like that do happen, um, but... you. To debate whether or not we see it more than we used to is a waste of time because it's a hundred percent yes. I, 
hundred percent yes. I, I don't think the debate is as much of that as is it wrong? That's the question. I think kids. I think men today are way more in touch with their emotions and their feelings. And I think you know when you saw me get emotional, I think you're seeing like years of emotion coming out in that moment. And I think that might be the difference. Um, I think these kids today will will cry at the drop of a hat. Well, I mean, I think or college. I expect it more in college than the pros, not because of the professionalism. I expect it because a lot of times when a team loses on a buzzer beater, all those seniors are never going to play at that level again. That's it. Like, they're high school, college, everything they know about playing organized sports, it might be done. Unless they get drafted and they're playing in the NBA or NFL, a lot of times when they lose that bowl game or they lose that March Madness game, that's it. If you're a senior, you're done. That's, you know, you're yeah, never going to put that's on. Tough. That's tough. And, I, and I'm not saying I don't expect to see emotion, man. I, of course, I want to see emotion because there's when so many you, people at home that you care. see some kid, when you see some kid miss the game-winning shot and then he pulls his jersey up over his head and he starts crying, that's the last time he's ever going to lace up and play in a game that's that anyone cares about other than maybe at the gym. You know, like, when is this guy going to play basketball? With his buddies? Like, that's it. Then, then that's fine, but we're answering the debate here. Yeah, no, I'm saying I think it's legit because of what's at stake. Right. Combined with the fact that over time, generationally, we've learned or that men have should we not ex- hide their emotions. Right. I guess there's no positive there, right? I guess in reality, I guess it's healthy to release this uh, emotion. Um, but there's no debate that we see it more now than ever well, before. Ever well, before. It's always been there. It's always been there. You know what it's been, though? Hidden and guarded because... You know what we would always get a weird kick out of? When legends would be inducted into the Hall of Fame and someone that you felt was like the most manly man would start fucking bawling like Mike Schmidt or something. Because you know why? They bottled it up and they never let it out. And this generation's like, fuck that. I saw my dad and Mike Schmidt, both of them, cry once. (laughs) I never saw my dad cry. My dad cried at the most random time in my life. Maybe I've seen him twice. Um, But when you grow up that way... Of course, it's going to seem odd to you, but it but it's a hundred percent evident. There's no question. There's a different guy who's in touch with his emotions. Not saying that's bad, um, but yeah. To answer the question, yeah, that's it. That's I, it. I, I'm I'm all I'm I'm not saying I'm all for it. Like, hey, let it out. But I don't look and judge and say, oh, look at all these pussies now. They're a bunch of bunch of weak men. I look at it as Hey, for generations. What do you think, Spot? I'm curious to, what Spot thinks. For, for generations, Spot, men were taught to hold back and be like, yo, don't, you know, don't let him see a sweat. Yeah, don't don't you got to at least try, bro? Don't you yeah. got to at least try to hold it back? Like when we, when there's emotion, like let's say we're watching a movie together, right? Yeah. I cried on your couch the you other did, day, Spot. But, but you so freely blubber like that? If we're watching a movie together, I will hold that. Like I, you know, I'll, I'll give you a specific example. I remember we were at we know we were at Rich's house. Yeah, Rich's old apartment, and we were watching Coco. I had never seen it. Oh man, Coco! And I held back Woo. extensively Yo, the emotion because like I'm a, a lump I'm a, in your throat. Like I'm like you know that it's like like you feel it. You're like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like because I'm I'm a blo- I'm a yeah. blubber. I'll just be like. Ah. 
But like, I'll let sounds out, but I'm just like... <laughs> I feel like if I have any gripe, Rich, my gripe is that they're not trying to hold it. Like, they don't even care. They just, like, they, you know... But that's just the old... Yeah, you know what? It's a very boomer gripe. It is. But you can't help but notice the difference. You're right. When we saw Mike Schmidt cry, What's a, that was, like, the fucking weirdest thing we had ever seen. And that was a if happy moment. If it's always happening... Then it's an issue. But if it's happening in a big moment, that's okay. Nor- Normalized men showing emotions. Yeah. I mean, there's been a clear movement of that, and that's why we see. Normalized men needing moments. You know, young men with the, the waterworks. So there you have it. I'm a very emotional guy. I don't know, man. There's a different, it's like a different breed of person. Like There's, there's a full-on different breed of person uh, that I'm wondering if like, I need to adapt to. Uh, be like, uh, hmm. not understand more. I'm all about understanding. I'm all about getting it. Like I had a, an obs- a millennial observation myself too, Rich, this weekend. I found the list real quick. Top yeah. 15 athletes who cried like babies on camera. Mike Schmidt sure. for sure. Um, Michael Jordan might be on the list just because. Michael Jordan's cry face is the headline of the article. So I'm sure it's on the list. Roger Federer. Oh, um, yeah has been known to let tears shed. Ric Flair, during his Hall of Fame induction speech, people said Ric Flair cried like a baby. Brett Favre for his first retirement. Thomas Hill. Adam Morrison. Glenn Davis. Glenn Big Baby Davis. Tim Tebow cried at a Florida Gators game. Nancy Kerrigan, but then again. I mean, she was <laughs> she took a count. pipe to the knee. Yeah. I mean, that shouldn't be on this list. That she took count. a pipe to the knee. Come on, people. Uh, Chris Bosch has been caught crying on camera. You're up to Wayne Gretzky. Mark McGuire. Uh, let's see. Jordan's number two, Kavita. There he is, the internet meme that lives on, the Michael Jordan cry face. Well, that's why I say that. The number one? Well, that's why I was hard on. Big Ben Roethlisberger, too, when, when he was doing it. Number one, Terrell Number Owens. Number one, Kavino. Terrell That's Owens. my quarterback. That's my quarterback. Yeah, how can you forget that? Hang on, let me see. I mean, oh, Tony, you guys can point the finger at him. Okay. You, you can talk about the vacation. That's my quarterback. And if you do that, it's really unfair. It's really unfair. It's my team. It's my quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> what happened there? He just got caught up. He just That's got what happens. Up. You, hey, you know, you get a caught up in emo- emotion. No is a, emotion is an uh, is uncontrollable response. That, that is your body. That is brain. completely an uncontrollable response, right like, there. I, I don't understand. Like, y- yes, you can you can stymie it. You can uh, you can stymie. keep it. At, I don't know from you little can, rascals. You can keep it at bay. You can keep it like minimize it, but you can't turn it off. But you're not here's a the psychopath. Here's the question. Um, St- what does Stymie from the Little Rascals have to do with this? All right. I, I think that, Kavino, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a, a wrong trade. It's a, it's a trait that you and a lot of guys have. I feel like you're always on guard to not allow you, yourself to even get there. Like, if you feel it, you're just like, nope, get rid of this feeling. Vatos only have 96 tears, bro. I know. Vatos don't cry. You don't want to use. They them. pout real hard. They pout real hard. But yeah. No, like so. I was watching. Uh, I was at Spots the other day, and Sarah and I watched the latest episode of This Is Us. Oh my god! And there's this. He, it was like probably the most emotional episode in 
a couple seasons. I was, get a grip, I was sitting dude, right sorry. here where I yeah. am. Right here where I am in my seat doing work. And I look over and I see Rich sitting on the couch. You got to get rubbering. I, I see. I find that to be worthless. Like oh. worthless. I yeah, understand. It's a like, waste of emotion for me. It's a waste of emotion. That's why I said oh, I can't no, watch that a, show. You should be Great. crying about like the, the situation your mom's in or something. Not fucking his corny show. Well, but for, that's really why it's happening. Yeah. For me, it's for me when I watch TV. It's an emotional release for real life. I, I agree. It triggers, it triggers memories and emotions and feelings in your own life that yeah. then you release. I like, don't look at it that way. Like I look a lot, at it like, like a lot I get over invested the- in the show. I feel like I know these fake characters because it's a fake show. And I, I really put myself, I really try to put myself into the story and enjoy the, the TV show. Like a lot of emotion that, that for me comes from like, you know, parental loss. And I see certain situations in movies and it's just like. Pfft. But yeah, why is see, it wrong? Why is uh, it wrong to control your emotions, though? You know what I mean. Like, all right, let me give you an example. Right, the workplace. Aren't you supposed to have control of your emotions at the workplace? Different. Why is it different? Meaning, like, you can't. Are you? Are we going to be working with people that cry at the drop of a hat because that's just kind of how they are? Uh, I mean, because and now we're going to have to get used to that. Because we've been saying, well, let it out, guys. It's not healthy to keep it in. So you're going to reprimand someone at the workplace. They're going to cry like little baby bitches. But if you're getting, you're it's, like, it's the level of stress and trigger. If you're getting, like, triggered every day at no, something. the point is. Like, there are people that cry for no emotions. reason. You know, there's a lot of times I'm very angry at, at work or I want to tell someone to go fuck themselves. But I don't because I control myself. I mean, so why isn't it the same thing? You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm, I'm saying there are still times and places where you're going to have to keep your emotions under control. Uh, yeah. I, I get, yeah, the workplace. It's the only place because all the other examples we're, we're talking about Fine. are, yeah, I mean, work lost- is spor- sports is their work, but it's, it's a game. I it's, get it. You know, it's, their it's, heart's on the line. You know, yeah, I understand I mean, that. I mean, I, I find. But what's going to happen, no Rich, in the future? It, letting it out. You, you saw it. You got a taste of it once. Good old Michael Brilliant, our good pal. You yelled at him. What happened? He welled up like puss in boots. He was ready to cry. Listen, like, people get emotional. I, I, I don't find a problem with it. Um, but you, there's, yeah, also, there's also there's also a, like let's say let's say we were run, I was running an event, right? Let's say for at the, the last Kavinovich convention, let's say something went wrong. You know, let's say something like uh, fell apart. Like uh, I don't know who was supposed to come. Tom Hanks was coming in, and then he canceled last minute, and I like lost my shit. If oh, I, if I, why? Why? <laughs> why? If I get emotional, that's okay because I can't control my emotion, but it doesn't mean that I should stand in the middle of, of the audience of people and just start bawling my eyes out. Well, if there's continue, a time and place for it. If we continue it, down this trend. You, you, in a professional setting. It might happen. It's the, same, it's the same way you don't show up to work in a tank top. In a professional setting, you have to put up a, a, a professional front. So if you want to cry at work, cry at work. Just don't cry in, in a biz- in, at, a, at a conference table, you know? Why? So you're allowed to feel the emotion. There's just a time and place for it. Yeah. I, listen, right? I think we're uh, I think we're really hard on people for letting out their emotions traditionally, right? So now perhaps people are a little overboard at times, but the opposite was weak where it was like, hey, if a guy showed emotions, he was, he was weak. And that's not true, you know? Definitely changed a lot, uh, for sure. And you saw it this weekend um, during the UCLA-Gonzaga game. So there's some people that want to call and chime in, too, because we've okay. covered a lot. Like oh, we, we started off talking oh, about fucking Jesus, Easter. Uh, you know, we talked about Godzilla. 
We talked about the basketball game, touched on the fights, talked about passwords. So we've covered a lot in a little bit of time here. So if you want to chime in on anything, you could call us at 412 Letter CNR Show. Uh, We're the only live, the best live podcast of all podcasts. What did uh, Doc Brown say when he saw like the, the Libyans off in the distance? He was like, Libyans! No, he was like, uh, they found me. I don't know how, but they found me. Run for it, Marty! Oh, that's what he said, yeah. Uh, that's how I feel about John of Virginia finding our number. Kyle, Kyle agrees with me. He said, uh, Rich, real men cry for sure, within reason. But, yeah, it, it's like pretend, hiding your feelings is just not a good thing. Why would anyone do that? It's, it was like a wrong message generations passed down until finally it was like, hey, why are we not allowed to show our emotions? Because we're men? Yeah, no, we could show emotions. Like, it's silly. Shouldn't you reserve them for every once in a while? For like, like, if you're crying at this is us. How is it any different when you're crying for something significant? That's how I Men feel Men hold it. emotion in because they don't have enough people in tune with themselves and willing to understand and share their feelings. I work on the railway with guys of all ages. You would see a full scope of every guy possible. It's amazing how certain people would find each other and stick together for years. Oh, that means just saying that he sees a bunch of different people. Round one and you're out, you start crying, you're a pussy. But if you made it to the final game and lost, you're allowed to cry. That's from 604. Yeah, yeah. I just read that. Yeah. I shed one at the end of your Sirius XM show, Randy G. Yeah, there's 405. I, I feel like I forget who I saw it somewhere. If, if you cry at like the end of a, just like a regular game, then you're a sore loser. I forget who said that. Was it EJ Reed? Someone. But yeah. if you're crying at the, at the championship game, Jamie in Boston, your cousin from Boston, Jamie says, Rich, the difference is that shit used to happen when they went back to the locker room. Now everyone's so quick to cry in public for the sympathy because it's overly accepted now. Like, either way, whether you find it to be odd or not, there is no debate that we see it more now than ever because of the acceptance. I, I do think, like, there should be a little bit of a manliness, a little bit, where you sort of try to keep it reserved, you know, just because. I'm not saying hold it all in. I'm just saying, like, you just try to put on a strong... Let me ask you this. What's wrong, ready? If we're so accepting, what's wrong with crying? What's wrong with about, about trying to show a strong face? What's wrong with that? Keep, what's For wrong what about that? trying to keep it together? Why? I don't know, let's say in real life scenarios, like, you know, it's a sign of strength. It is it, it, to me, right? Like if, if everyone's fucking blubbering, like how's the kid in the fucking mix supposed to feel about it? But but I'm saying if, if you want to cry, if the leader if all was, of a sudden you're watching, the leader was crying, let's say the, the, the leader and he's crying, like he's like, yo, he's the leader. Not that I'm not saying he shouldn't be crying, but like, isn't that sending a message to other people? So that guy wants to have a strong demeanor and a like, strong face. So I'm asking you on the flip side, and I'm also saying, yeah, there's nothing wrong with crying, but what's wrong with at least trying to be strong in that scenario? Like when, what's wrong uh, with that? Like when Ralphie beat up Scott Farkas, yeah. and Scott Farkas started crying. Yeah, but Scott was Chris, like, cry, baby, cry! No, but then Scott Farkas started crying. He, he lost all his like street cred and respect. Yeah. So he was no longer like the, the, the feared bully. He was just like the crybaby who got beat up by Ralph. Cry! So, so what is wrong with at least trying to maintain a strong face? Okay, no, I, listen. 
I know what you're saying in in the uh, in the example of leadership. Right, you're, you're right. You want a strong leader, but I don't know. I don't know if strength is even defined nowadays by lack of emotion. Maybe I wouldn't I, I don't yeah, know, but like, if I saw like, like I wouldn't say you're weak for crying, but you know, I would give the the Rich. the acknowledgement for effort that they tried to keep it together. Is Rich? I think we lost him. <laughs> That's all right. Oh, there he is. By the way, uh, we're adjusting to Rich, our new microphones. Mic <coughs> I have I'm to here. tell you, there's nothing more empty feeling as a broadcaster than, well, A, getting no feedback, and we are getting tons of that, so thank you very much. Keep it going. But when there's a hiss, there's a hiss. That's Rich. Is it really? Yeah, see the home. Oh, it is Rich. Yeah, it's just the... That motherfucker. Rich, you, there's a hiss coming from your end. Rich, we're going to talk about that after the show. And, and I don't think other people here, I'm just letting you know as a... As a broadcaster when there's a hiss there's nothing more empty feeling and, and like aggravating hiss. than that hiss it's like hiss. it just makes everything feel so boring and mundane and oh, yeah. i'm not I, saying I, we're I, having, by the way i I'm tested not saying we're having a great show i tested the fuck out it, of these mics really this weekend feels, it feels to me like yeah. we're having the worst I, show because of that hiss i did everything i could to gate out any sort of room noise oh. and this is see wait, let's stop talking hang on see how quiet it sounds yeah. I got, like, refrigerators running, everything, you know, whatever. Bring in Rich. Rich, your, your shit is And the average person can't no hear no one hears anything. Yeah, no one yeah. can hear it. No Maybe. one can hear it. It's just us. But it does affect us as the host. Uh, yeah. What was I saying? Oh, emotion. So if a leader cry, right? Like, you don't want a leader to just cry at the drop of a hat. This goes back to, like, time and place. But, like, let's say, like, I pick a leader. I pick a leader. I don't know. Pick a leader. Does it have to be uh, our president? Pick a leader. Kim Jong-un. Uh, uh, Caesar. Julius Caesar. Okay, Julius Caesar. If Julius Caesar, like, cried because he lost the battle, th- then he would lose respect. If, if like, his entire family was slaughtered by uh, someone else and he had emotion, I would expect that emotion. So, it, like, it, I would almost lose respect for someone that didn't show emotion for a, 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 a highly emotional situation. Gotcha. I, I get that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, no, it almost it. goes it the other makes way. makes sense, right. Like, if yeah. you don't show emotion, like, if, if a, a president was at, like, a, a funeral for their, you know, wife or, or whatever, then I, 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 would, I would lose respect for them that they're not showing emotion. Did George W. Bush get teary-eyed yes. during yeah. 9-11? Oh, like, no. What was uh, the, not um, 9-11, but he, didn't he cry? He cried at his father's funeral, didn't he? He should. That makes his sense. His dad's funeral. Me. Yeah, makes sense. You know who really blubbered? Rocky when Mickey died. He oh was. You know, I watched. Rocky it, three, I watched it last was, night. <laughs> no, but he like he like yelped. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched it yesterday. I watched it yesterday uh, again by myself because no one wants to watch those movies with me. Uh, so I watched it, and uh, it, that scene, man, Sylvester Stallone really lets it out. You know, he really, really lets it out. Love for Mick, you know. His love for Mick was like, do you love? I think you love harder if you yelp like this. That's how I feel. So I save my cries for when they matter, to show that I really care. The more you suffer, the more it shows you really care. And uh, I feel like, yeah, there's Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> watch, watch, watch it, watch this. Gets worse. Oh my. <laughs> oh my god. He yelps. Watch this. I don't sweat you. 
Here it comes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. I told you. That's Rich watching This Is Us that's, last week. That's pain. Yeah. That's to you, Rich sir. gives out emotion for everything. That sounds yeah. mainly to you. He's a, he's a real man, you know? Rocky cried for Mickey. I cried when uh, Uncle Mickey on This Is Us nah, uh, came to town. Nah, 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 nah. I saw that, and I had all. It's so funny how the show again writes itself. I saw this last night, and I had all these thoughts that you just randomly brought up today. Um, and I was thinking to myself, like that's that's when you reserve it. Because I was really impressed how Balboa, how he, uh, how he really committed to that scene. Like he was growling in pain. You know, I think you reserve it. I'm not saying you have to hide it, but you also have to control it. And and there seems to be a lack of control and care whatsoever about letting them see you cry. So, hey, man, I, uh, it's, a new, it's a new breed of I, person. I have a... I have a I'm not mad at it. I have confusion on how to deal with this with my kids, and I'm sure the other dads and moms do too, where I never want to tell Emmy, ah, oh, stop it, that's not worth crying over, because I don't know what's worth crying over to her. So I never, I never know when to... How do you teach a kid like, yo, that's not worth crying over? Because you don't want to you don't want to teach a kid like, hey, you have these emotions, hold them back because dad said, you know, don't cry for this stuff. But they shouldn't be crying if they uh, drop their cookie. But maybe if they're three years old, dropping their cookie is the thing that's fucking the worst thing for them. Like, I don't know how to deal with that. Yeah, I don't know, man. Good luck with that. Tough. Do you ever? I mean, do you ever tell Melody like, hey, don't cry over that? Still have to tell Melody that, you know. <laughs> um, no, no, but I'm saying when you do tell Melody, like Melody, it's not worth crying over. Is that for you to really decide? Like, I don't know. Yeah, sometimes because kids, you know, throw tantrums that are unnecessary, and you just do your best. It's I'm with you 100. percent It's a weird fucking line to figure out. It's a and it's because yeah. you know again were we raised the right way? Probably not. You know, so like we're com- like we're coming from know, that standpoint, yeah. um, but at the same time, you know, you don't want them crying over nonsense. Any anytime, anytime I bring up, anytime I bring up, too, though, that's the thing. Say it again. There's a difference between crying and tantrums. No, no, you're right. Um, if a kid's toy breaks and they cry, telling them not to cry because ah, oh, who cares? It's only your stupid toy. That's a bad time to tell your kid not to cry because they could be heartbroken. Yeah. They're not throwing a tantrum. They're upset that something that means something to them. Yeah. Agreed. Cries. Meanwhile, some guy scratches his new car. He's like, oh, motherfucker. Like he's having emotions. I cry like Rocky when that happens. Ah, Mickey. We got more to do. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. We hope you enjoyed that highlight from our show. Now, if you want to catch our show live every day, video and audio, patreon.com slash Cavino and Rich. Join us on our new adventure. Patreon.com slash Cavino and Rich. Again, there's two tiers, one where you could just listen, one where you could listen and watch what we do, plus some extras behind the velvet rope. Either way, we hope you join and we hope you enjoy it. Appreciate you listening. We're Cavino and Rich. Tell your friends about it.
Cavino and Rich, best of the week. I was scrolling again through social media. All roads lead back to social media, right? It's like we live two realities. It's the truth. You're strutting around your living room. Take out the garbage. Maybe you take a little walk. You're outside. You're at the store. That's your one reality. Then you're like, the rest of your reality is this. <laughs> O'clock. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Everybody wakes up at the same time. It's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> dad guy. Dad guy. <laughs> Love that guy. So. That's your other reality. We live two realities. I'm looking through social media, and I'm on Facebook, checking out the Carl page, Cavino and Rich listeners. What's up, Carls? And I see that my, let's do the math here, my ex, ex, ex ex-girlfriend from the early 2000s when we started this show, the very first stories I was telling on Cavino and Rich were about this girl, right? Okay. I saw that she posted a picture of like, was going through boxes and I found a picture of our first date. And it was a picture of her first date with the dude she ended up marrying right after me. Right? And it was, you know, old photos had the date in the picture. Yeah, I'll show spot. I don't, I don't want, I'm not going to show you guys. You know, she's a mom now. Come on, I want to see it. Yeah, there's the picture. So you could give the, the description. Wait, is the date when you were still with her? Well, this is what I call, <laughs> is there a statute of limitations on ex-girlfriends and figuring out what really happened? Ooh, right? oh, like, yeah, that. Like, what really happened? Because when you think about your past on a throwback Thursday, everybody yeah. has a past. This photo is so... Early 2000s? Early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. It's a good photo. I'll see, You know what, Rich? I'll send it to you right now. I'll okay. send it to you so you could play along in Texas. I wish I could share it with everybody else. I'll give you a description. Beautiful blonde girl, beautiful green eyes. Bunch of... Th- and, and beefcakes. And Surrounded by beefcake. It looks like she's on a double date with some beefcakes. Beefcake. Right? It's like three of me. Yeah, just standing around girl her. in the picture. But one of those girls is my ex-girlfriend who I was dating right around this time. Because the picture is 2003. Right? Hmm. And in this photo, you know, she also left a description like, was going through boxes. Let me see if I can find the actual description here. Oh, my God. OMG. Found the pic of our very first date. Laugh, laugh, hugs. April 2003. I guess the hockey season had just ended for the New York Rangers since there's three hockey players in this pick. Also, I still think I have this entire outfit. Laughing, crying face. Now I'm looking at the outfit too and I'm like, yeah, I remember dating her when she wore that outfit. I think I bought her that jacket. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm not, look, dude, hey, I got to tell you, let me, I have to say this just for conversation because I don't want people to over-speculate. I couldn't be, of all the people I've dated in my life, I'm probably the most happy for her. I really am. I really am. Like, I couldn't be, I guess I could be more happy, but I'm very happy for her life and how it turned out, and I think it turned out perfectly. 
I really do. She shouldn't have been with me. She should have been exactly where she is right now. So I'm really happy for where her life went. Okay? So there's no, like, animosity at all. Like, really at all. But you can't help but notice the date, the outfit. Oh, that's their first date? Huh. Wait a second. So then you play this, like, I play this little mind game of, wait a second. So hold on. Now I'm, like, retracing. I'm, like, all right. What year did I start dating my next girlfriend, who was Christine, who you guys remember? I mean, right? huh. you, right, I I mean you're, the ki- like, you're the king of the overlap. So, so hold on. I was like, Christine, I, I remember our Both first date was Big Fish. I saw Big Fish with Christine. Real that Big was our Fish? First, no, the movie Big oh, Fish. Oh, Big Fish. <laughs> yeah, I saw the band. What song did they sing? Were they like were they like they were like a ska band, right? He's gonna give me lots of money. Yeah, ska was like Yeah, we saw real big fish. Um, no. Oh, by the way, big fish. Just so you know, 2004, right? December 03. Oh, December 03. So, so I'm like, okay, hold on. Now I got to do all this math. Yeah. I'm like, work on your timelines. I'm like, wait a second. So, okay, this is a this is my XXX girlfriend's first date with the dude she ended up with right after me. This was March. This was April 18th, 2003. April. Oh, okay. 18th. April 18th. Let me go to pen. 18th. Honestly, and by the way, Camino, just so you know, spots right. Um, 2003. You might this. This is just to taste your own medicine yeah. because I remember anytime we would tell a story about one of your exes, you'd always go to us like, "Bro, timeline." Timeline. Like, <laughs> you were you were over here swinging from boob to boob. You were like, you had one hand on one, and you're reaching for the other before you let go of the but first it's one. It's false though because like, I got dumped in all these scenarios, so it's false. Boom. I'm the one I got broken up with for. Regular reasons, you know, they, the relationships. Oh, uh, so this was where forward. it started, where you started doing it to other people because it was done to you. Is that how it works? Yeah. I mean, if you think that's how it went, I mean, I don't even, I don't agree at all with what you're saying. Camino, so you're like your timeline guy. I wasn't with Christine until you just said December of what year was that? Oh, three. It's a big window. Okay. This is a picture of my ex in April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. Eight months later. So you went immediately so from one to later, the other? I was on my first date with my next girlfriend. Oh, okay. That's but eight what, months. I'm, what I'm gathering, Scott, what I'm gathering is the, that knowing Camino in those days. Timeline. It's about her timeline. No, no. The, your timelines in other scenarios are funny. This is not about you. This the is next, about your ex. The next now, relationship. Hold on. Hold my on. ex was dating you, the dude at the office, and shit was already done. So, yeah, I had my eye on the next girl, 100%. 100%. I won't deny that, but the relationship okay. was already done. All right, well, don't don't make it seem like you there's haven't always, done this. But There's always that straggling point in that young person relationship where it's like it's over but it's not i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sell you out but like i was there for the transition from christine to layla but you didn't and know, that was a very you didn't inappropriate know, transition you didn't know what where christine stood on that scenario I mean, she was fucking done with me dude i mean dude I, her sister, we went to fucking uh her, atlantic city together her family was telling me that she was with somebody i heard already. the phone calls that you were you, making you heard her. my side you don't know her side dude. she was already with somebody dude she was dude. with the guy she got married right after that so you don't know that side of the story 
It was done, but there was still something going on. It was done. You saw the aftermath. Yeah. What? No, I I don't want to. It's not about you. I want to go to this X of yours. His X. No, it's X, X. His X, X, X. X. Right. Let me me pick up. Yeah. Triple X. I'm trying to go back to the early days of our friendship. Yeah. And if you started dating, it's a lot of dates and names, but if Cavino started dating his longtime girlfriend, Christine, in December of 03, Mm -hmm. I feel like pretty close to that, you were still talking to your ex before that, which means, yo, she was on a date with this guy, and that was not legit. Well, that's, again, not where I'm dwelling. That's where I'm getting at. at But it's where I'm getting at because – not that it bothers me, but it's like, wait a second. I remember hearing stories. Of course, there were rumblings. Of course, we were probably broken up. But again, you're still figuring things out. And you're always in that moment, again, in young relationships, right? As an adult, you want to be straight up and say, hey, things ain't working out. But in a young relationship, I'm what? In 2003. How old am I, Spot? In 2003. I don't even know. Old. <laughs> no. Uh, 20... So it's thirty-six. Do the math. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven years old. She's younger than me, right? So these are young relationships we're talking about. I'm th- I'm trying to figure out the dates. I'm like, wait a second. I was with her in the blackout of two thousand three in New York City. What date was that? Right. So then you're trying to piece all these things together. I'm like, my first date with the next girl was in December. But I was with oh, her during the blackout. Out. Yeah, so like, I'm trying to figure out the timeline. I'm like, time was out. she with this dude when she was with me? Hold on. Yeah. Give me a moment. Yeah. Oh. The blackout of, it was 03, right? So, so. Because I don't remember who I was with and when. I don't. Let me break down your timeline for you. Yeah. Your ex, ex, ex-girlfriend. It doesn't matter. But the girl that you were in love with. She's a great person. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Quick story. Quick story. She was great personality. now all these years later Fat admitting, ass. oh, here's my first date with this guy. And the, the, the picture says April of 03. Yeah. She was with you yeah. in August of 03 during the New York City blackout. May, June, July, August. So That's- she had link she had crossover linger. So I got the truth. Hold on. Though. Although I kind of knew. Ready? So here's what, what happened. if it what if it's a uh, like a quote-unquote first date. Like, this is when we first met. No, no, no. But like, hey, we've been together this long. This hey, oh, look, date. it's our first date. Yeah, like, it's so hard because, I, and I'm thinking I'm being I mean, relatable. She was when definitely you, fucking around behind your back. When you, no, no, no. See, that's, that's what you were implying with me, too. Let me explain. You don't think she was fucking that dude? Let me explain. So. She's wrapping her hands around us. Let me Hockey explain. Stick. Hey, Hockey by the way, stick. you see the picture I sent you? You saw the picture, Rich? I sent it to you. Yeah, the guy looks like a fucking handsome MTV VJ. So yeah. what happens is he loved to. You look back and you don't even remember why you broke up or how long the the lingering lasted. You don't remember. Do you remember what you fought about or what happened? So I'm like, wait, what happened there? What ha- I, don't, I don't I don't remember, man. Look, if you've had like he one or two her. girlfriends, then I get it. You remember everything, right? But when you've had relationships after relationships and all these things have happened over and over again. They kind of just blur all together. And you as a defensive mechanism just tries to forget about some of this stuff. 
But I was like, wait a second. If I was with her at the blackout, I moved on officially in December, but she was with this dude in April. Oh, yeah. I remember what happened. What happened was we broke up, right? I fucking cut her off because one of my, like, dating coach friends told me, disappear. I disappeared. So want to know what really happened? Now that I saw this picture, I know what really happened. I'm sorry. Rewind. I'll, one, I'll of explain. You, one of your who friends? Like dating coach expert friends. Yeah. I had like a, I, st- I still have a friend who's like a maniac, like master dating manipulator guy. You guys made fun of me? This guy's uh, got yeah. a dating coach? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. He was my friend. He was actually my friend that was obsessed with this stuff. Bro, you got to. Richard he, wasn't, he wasn't a guy. Bro, I hired. you got a loser. I, you got a loser, and then you got to dress like a peacock. You got to wear a furry hat. He wasn't a guy I hired or, or I joined like you did. Spot. Wear a furry hat. He was a kid I went to college with. Wear like really flashy clothes, and then she'll come back to yeah, you. Yeah, he was one of those dudes for sure. But it, he was obsessed with. It. He wrote books about it. Everything. So, so here's what happened, and then I have a question. Isn't this fun to do, Rich? So what happened? Was, actually, no, I saw you. I saw you it, holding it, the mic, and I'm like, you know, this is sort of fun. Yeah, you chill back, and you just hold it. On a throwback Thursday, you know, I'm telling you to reminisce and wonder about what really happened because you don't know. You were told one thing, but you don't know. I kind of found out through social media. I wasn't oblivious because I knew she ended up with this dude, and I knew of this dude back then, but I really didn't know what happened. Okay, so. This is her. You got to figure, here's what happened. Around April 2003, right, when this photo was taken on their first date, we broke up. But at that time, I probably didn't know why. I assumed there was a dude. There's a dude. Tell me. I know there's a dude. There's not a dude. There's not a dude. I know there's a dude. You wouldn't be breaking up with me if there wasn't a dude. I know this. It's no one else. No, I'm dude. telling it's you. No one else. It's no one else. And I'm like, fuck, whatever, right? Ghosted her. Whew. We're done. Fuck you then. I was, and I was just being manipulative. I was heartbroken, crushed, all those things. But I just ghosted her because at the time, I just wanted her to react. Like, oh, yeah, well, fuck you. I'm taking that. I'm out. Done. Right? So she's the real reason I know now was that dude. In that, so I must have, we must have been broken up in April. She's with this dude now. A few months later, I ghosted her hard. He probably goes back to his hockey season or whatever. And guess who comes creeping back? So fucking upset. Rich, I come to you and I'm like, Rich, where do I take her? You say Dylan Prime Steakhouse in New York. And then we start dating again. So I now piece this whole story together. We started dating again and then eventually we broke up and she ended up marrying that guy. But what I realized from Facebook is that the reason she broke up with me, which is no real surprise, but I had the proof now, was because of this dude. She was dating this dude when we were supposed to be like together right when we broke up. Is there a statute of limitations on like even leaving a comment like, huh, like a little emoji of a huh? Hmm. Or I know the, the, the emoji with the glasses. Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> no, Which is kind like of the, funny. Like the... Yeah, but there's humor in that too. Or even like a good That's my favorite like emoji. A good gif. Like what would a gif would be appropriate? A gif. There might be a gif there that says that is might be like appropriate. A, is there like, oh, maybe like the Dexter looking guy blinking, yeah. oh, like, oh, oh, tell me more. Yes. And dude, I know it's petty, but it's also really funny. But is there something there that makes you say, Oh man, I completed like this, this mystery now? Yeah, like, oh. 
Yeah. Like it's almost playful, but petty at the same time. Bro, what is your what's your feeling knowing the truth, even though you kind of knew the truth the whole time, but when the proof is thrown there all these years later, you're like, I knew it. And I I was like, man. I I think that my ex-girlfriend Kristen, who I love very much. I'm, we're still friends. Her and her husband have two kids. They live down in Florida. Kristen was the girl, Patty the possum. Yeah. I think that her and I have like a weird wink type of thing now where she's like, I know you weren't always good when we dated. And I was like, oh, don't be silly. Wink. Like, I think it's like she knows. Yeah, it's, it's I get it. Like, you know, you're happy in your current scenario. Things happen for a reason. But it is funny to get the truth almost 20 years later, right? It's like, wow, yeah, that's your first date. You just posted a picture of your first date. That might have been like right when we broke up. Let he without sin cast the first stone. Yeah. Ike Spot, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure my ex that I dated when we first started doing Maxim it's, Radio. Yeah. I think now, because we're still friends and she has a great husband, she has two beautiful kids. You know, I'm married with kids. I, I think she and I have the like wink, like sure you and Kavino were good at those Maxim parties. Like it's look, it's a matter of just getting the truth. You know, it's not a matter of oh how wrong she at was. At least you could admit that. Yeah, it's 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 a matter of at least one of you can. Yeah, but dude, you guys don't know where my relationship was at that time. If you're still together, way, if you're still together, if you're still with someone you keep saying that. Yo, I, dude, you keep talking about Christine specifically. Dude, I love the shit out of her. I know you did. She was done with me for a long time. But we were still together, but she was Yo, done with me. Dude. She, I'm telling you the truth. Dude. How do you think she got married so fast? Dude. But I wasn't coming to you guys like, Yo, bro, she, I think she's done with me. She was done with me. We were just still hanging on to like maybe try or something. I mean, you forget those things. And I'm not saying I was the greatest guy. I'm just saying you're forgetting like that. Yeah, she was also like dating other people. So I don't think anyone was in the right. But, you know, you're young. And I'm not even like talking about that. I'm talking about like getting the actual story all those years later. It's kind of interesting. Oh, it is. It is for sure. Um, I just want to I, I just. I think there's like a couple questions to ask here, but before we even do, you know, when someone doesn't bring something up for, I don't know, maybe a decade. And then within 12 hours, multiple people talk about it and you're like, yo, what's the fucking chances? Like, yeah, that has that ever happened? Like someone, like you might be thinking of like, Hey, remember uh stew that we went to high school with and you haven't thought about this guy in 10 years and then all of a sudden someone else brings up Stu and you're like, yo, dude, what are the chances? Right? Yeah. That happens a lot. I don't know why. I'm going gonna to I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a quick screen share. Yeah. You just, you just said that you took your first date with your ex when you were trying to get back together with her. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. To, again, again, I noticed a timeline story of confusion. Ready for Vato Nuts? But Go. She posted a picture from April 2003. Then we started dating again, and I, I was like, oh, my God, she came back into my life. This is amazing. I went to my good buddy, Rich. We weren't even doing Cavino and Rich yet. Hey, Rich, I really want to take her somewhere special. 
where do I go? Rich was like, I got the place. I know I'm the like, place. Look, man, look, uh, I've ghosted this girl for months, and she, I manipulated her back into my life. Where yeah, do I go? Rich sent you where he takes all, all took all Prime, his bitches. Bro, Dylan Prime. That's where he took all his bitches. I took her to Dylan and, Prime. And what did I, I say to you? I go, Camino. I got a hidden gem of a steakhouse that's like a cool lounge. Sure, I take all my bitches. Dylan Prime. Yep, that's it. So funny. Um, it's gone now, but I couldn't remember the name. I go, that was a great place. Perfect first date spot. He goes, exactly. I did some solid work there, and I know you did as well. I did. And you know what, what happened? The- I, I manipulated that girl back into my life because Eesh, I sorry. fell off the face of the earth, right? And that's called the pet cemetery theory where she came back, but she wasn't the same. So we dated again. Because I tricked her back into my life. You know, this she wondered about me. This provided you with so much content in theory. Yeah. So it actually worked it's out. It's the truth. And we dated up until around the blackout of 2003. She probably realized, yeah, he tricked me back into his life. I think I like the other guy better, you know, or I don't know what happened. He's the same jerk as he was. And she went back to that dude, married him. That was it. But I got the truth and i couldn't care less that's the truth but it's fun to talk about and speculate on and make other people think about yeah i wonder what really happened Cavino and rich best of the week hey it's Cavino and rich we hope you enjoyed that highlight from our show now if you want to catch our show live every day video and audio patreon.com slash Cavino and rich join us on our new adventure patreon.com slash Cavino and rich again there's two tiers one where you could just listen, one where you could listen and watch what we do, plus some extras behind the velvet rope. Either way, we hope you join and we hope you enjoy it. Appreciate you listening. We're Cavino and Rich. Tell your friends. Cavino and Rich, best of the week.